Hi, this is Zach Semke with PassFast Accelerator, and thanks for tuning in to this special bonus episode of the PassFast podcast, recorded at Passive House Network's 2023 conference in Denver, Colorado. And a big thank you to Enersign for the support of the series. The interview you're about to hear was hosted by Ilka Cassidy, co-host of the PassFast podcast. I'm, I'm Ilka Cassidy with the Passive House Accelerator podcast, and we're here in Denver at the Passive House Network conference, and I'm here with Ed May. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, Glad to thank, be here. Yeah, thanks for talking to us. Um, maybe you can introduce yourself a little bit and tell us what you do? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so I am a reformed builder and architect, uh, nowadays Passive House consultant, um, working in the New York City metro area. Uh, we work on all sorts of different projects from single family homes to townhouse retrofits to large multifamily buildings. Um, uh, myself and a partner, John Mitchell, um, uh, we have a small office in Brooklyn and um, we, we focus mostly on consulting for other people's projects. So we work for other architects, engineers, builders, owners who come to us with their projects and want to get them certified to PHI or PHIUS um, certification. Um, we also do a lot of tool development, um, software development. So a big part of our work involves creating new tools to help us do our job better as PassFest consultants um, work more efficiently, more effectively, uh, make fewer errors uh, in, our, in our modeling uh, process. Yeah, and you actually presented on that yesterday. I did, yes. <laughs> and yep. you've been presenting all over the place, so I think I feel like you're known as the, the modeling on software um, geek. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably fair, yes. <laughs> so what exactly is it that you're developing that's different than just working with PHPP or Wolfie? Yeah, it's a good question. So we, as I said, we do both PHI and PHI US work. So we are facile and um, have to have a lot of experience in both PHPP and, and Wolfie passive. We have always found that the interfaces for those tools are very challenging. And when I, when I talk about the interfaces, really what I'm describing are the information management tools, um, the building information modeling software and the connections to those various calculators. You know, Wolfie Passive and PHPP are fantastic calculators for assessing annual energy performance. They lack let's just say, some uh, features and functionality when it comes to the information management side. So especially as our practice ramped up and as the buildings got bigger and more complicated, it became really clear that we needed a better platform for managing all the data of the projects that we're working on. Um, I said in the presentation yesterday, um, you know, we, I think we have 65 active projects in the office and it's just myself and a partner. So we work very hard to make the computer do more of the heavy lifting when it comes to remembering things about the project. You know, our projects will come alive and we'll do a lot of work on them for a few weeks and then they, then they go dormant for several months, maybe a year, and then they come back around and we have to do a lot more work on them. 
So if you're going to pick a project back up after a year, you, you know, you're not going to remember much about the project. Um, and so you really need the computer, the building information model, to do more of that work when it comes to recording decisions that were made, uh, as well as data sources um, and data pipelines, data, data workflows. So we have invested a lot of our time in creating an open source um, toolkit that allows us to do that kind of building information modeling. Um, uh, we have built it on top of some other um, existing building information modeling and energy modeling platforms um, in order to sort of take advantage of those existing workflows and tools. Uh, but basically what it means is we're able to really, we're able to much more easily now connect our building information models directly to those Woofy Passive and PHPP models. And the other side of the coin is that we're able to, to better connect those models together with what I call the, the, the document model. Um, everybody's familiar with PHPP and Woofy, those are the energy models. For certification, there is a, a secret second model that we have to create, the document model, a description, a justification for every one of the inputs. Typically, this takes the form of a giant list of PDFs. Uh, and so you're going to get a, a PDF from a window vendor that's going to say, this is the U-value of the frame. That has to go into an organized uh, set of documents and be transmitted along with your energy model to the certifiers. And everything in the document model has to match everything in the energy model. Keeping those two things in alignment is a huge challenge, especially on big, complex buildings. And so building out these data connections and data pipelines so that as the data flows into the document model, it automatically flows into the energy model is very, very important in getting alignment across all of those different, those different elements there. So yeah, we, we have worked very hard to build out the software and tools around that. Um, and as I said, it's an open source toolkit that we make available for anybody who's interested in trying it out themselves. Uh, you know, we're happy to share it uh, with, with other folks. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's definitely something that I a lot of times struggle with, to keeping all the information aligned, because that's typically not the case that they're connected. You basically have one folder and you put all your spec sheets into, into that one. And then on the other hand, you have your Wolfie or PHPP model, and they're basically only connected through your brain. Through your fingertips, <laughs> yeah. right? So you yeah. type in the number that you see on the PDF. That's exactly, exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Huge source of error. And and, I, and I'm sure you've experienced this as a passive house designer, professional consultant. A huge number of the comments we get back during certification are, oh, the value of the window you value in window such and such doesn't match the PDF that you gave us. We need to eliminate those comments from the certification reviews. Not that, that, not that they shouldn't align, but that the tooling should force those things to align. Yeah. That should never be an error that's even possible given the right tooling and the right configuration. And yeah. so that's really what we're after. Yeah, yeah. It's much more automation and connection between those elements. Yeah, no, that's, that's super, super interesting and very helpful for practitioners. So, and you're using certain software or plugins, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we work we work primarily in a software package known as Rhino, uh, Rhino 3D. It's a funny name, I know. It's the name of the 3D modeling application that we use. Um, it's very flexible and um, uh, user friendly in some ways. I would say uh, it certainly has its quirks, but user friendly um, 3D modeling application. It's a very good data modeling application, data management application. 
And we use that for building out all of our building information models. Those building information models then get pushed out to various calculators. So we might use the same model to do a daylighting assessment, a summertime overheating risk assessment, a interior thermal comfort wintertime um, uh, assessment, as well as an enter a, a um, hourly model, uh, energy model using something like Energy Plus. Um, and then now using the software that we've been developing, we can now output that same model directly to Woofy Passive or to PHPP, depending on uh, what, your, what your goal there is. So yeah, the, the idea there is you have one model that can then get exported to several different um, end uses, depending on what you're investigating, depending on what you want to learn from yeah. it. And, and what's really interesting about that, and maybe we, we need to clarify that a little bit, a Rhino model is very different than a Revit or Vectorworks model, right? The, the approach of BIM is very different than the approach of a parts-based model, which yes. Rhino creates. So can you... That's a very good point. That's a very good point. So the building information models that we create in Rhino are... They are bespoke and customized to the specific project at hand. Rhino, when you work in Rhino, there is a there is a level of abstraction which is very different than something like Revit. In Rhino, you have a surface, and I call that surface a wall. And the only reason that it's a wall is because I called it a wall. I could just as easily call it a window. It's just a surface as far as the computer is concerned and so there's a there is a lot more opportunity for customization i can call that surface anything i want it could be a column a wall a roof a floor but it also means that as a user you have to do a lot more um you have to make a lot more decisions around you know what is that sur what does that surface mean and what does it represent in the in the final model there so you have a lot more flexibility but it also requires a fair bit more input from the user and that's really the downside to all of the tools that we've been working on. You know, these are professional tools for professional passive house consultants. These are not tools that are for new practitioners or folks who aren't familiar with these modeling platforms already. There's a very steep learning curve to these things. We recognize that. We understand that. Um, uh, but really, the goal and the market for these tools are knowledgeable, experienced passive house professionals. You know, if you're first time doing a PHPP, you know, these are not the right tools. Um, it's really for folks who are doing their 100th PHPP, their 75th Woofy model, um, and they really want a tool to help automate and improve those workflows uh, once they already understand them well. But your, your plugins, though, they take a little bit of the guessing work out of the mix, right? Because you can already set up certain parameters or certain specifications and then you basically pick within those rather than coming up with a number out of nowhere. That's a Is good that point. Correct? Because I remember when I started my first Woofy model, there's so many inputs and if you really don't know what you're looking for, you're just, yeah, That's you, you just have point. no idea. But if you set up a certain, certain um, yeah, amount of parameters, that you can choose from, at least you have a start, correct? Yes, so, so that's a really good point. The way that the tools are designed to operate is that you should be able to create and you should be able to model and then export or create a Wolfy model, a PHPP model, within a few minutes with, with the absolute barest amount of inputs. Maybe you model 
a single box and you'd say this box is my building and that's all the information that I give the computer and then it will make a whole bunch of defaults and assumptions and, and uh, put in a whole bunch of, of standard values. Then, of course, you go in and you refine that however you want. But it was very important that you get at least some output more or less immediately. And then, of course, you can go in and customize and update and adjust any of those input values. But you're absolutely right. There's a, there's a lot of defaults and helpers and then a lot of libraries that are built right in to the tool platform as it's put together now. Yesterday I was presenting on some of the work that we're doing around individual space level program assignment, uh, assigning things like occupancy, ventilation loads, lighting, etc. down at the individual room level. Um, the, the current library, you know, out of the box has something like 23 or 25 different room typologies and within those there's, I don't know, 1700 individual space typologies that you can, you know, with a few few clicks, a few, a few components, uh, more or less kind of deploy right into your model without really much work at all. Again, of course, you can go in and, and customize those as, as much as you want, but more or less you can, you can utilize those right out of the gate without a lot of, without a lot of um, input from the user. And that, that was an important part of the workflow, was to sort of make it work as, as robustly as possible with a minimum of user, user input. Yeah. So you basically have created a database for use cases. Yes, and well, it's important to, to, to note that really what we're doing with all of this stuff is we're connecting together other people's tools. So to be clear, right, we did not compile 23 typologies and 1,700 uh, space level programs. What we're doing is using or getting access to those existing libraries that are maintained by something like the U.S. Department of Energy. So really what we're doing is trying to connect and bridge together these amazing existing platforms, tools, and libraries. You have you know, calculators like Wolfie Passive and PHPP. You have databases like the Department of Energy. And so how do you bridge and connect those two things together? And that's really what we're interested in here. We don't want to reinvent the wheel, do a bunch of work um, that, that doesn't need to be done again. It's really about putting the pieces together. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's, that's really important to know, too, that it's, it's not about creating that one tool that does it all, right? Exactly. So there's so many different different software, so many t different tools that people are using, and it's all about aligning them and making it easier to connect them. That's exactly right. That's our, our experience working professionally is exactly that. You, you need a rich building information model, but then you might use it for all sorts of different purposes. You, as I said, you might do a daylighting assessment model, you might do a wintertime thermal comfort, a summertime thermal comfort, resiliency model assessment, you might do an embodied carbon analysis, a quantity takeoff analysis, you might do an, an hourly energy model, an annual energy model, a certification model, and all of those different end uses need to bridge or connect back to that central model. The goal of the model, though, is really to just organize the data and then push the data out in the right format to those various calculators. The model itself isn't doing any calculation, right? We want to take advantage of all of these amazing end-use calculators that exist, and it's really just about moving the data in and out in the right format, the right type, the right structure. Yeah. That, that's been our goal with these uh, uh, packages all along. Yeah. So, and now all of a sudden, there's a lot of results and data available to you that is very helpful for your work, right? Making yeah. decisions. Uh, what I'm curious about is how do you present all that information to your clients? Mm. Do 
you present that to your clients or is it do they believe you if you just say oh yeah you should build the building like this <laughs> do, they, do they want to see proof <laughs> so we we try there it's a great question we try very hard never ever to say you should just build the building like this um, and I think we ha we have there are some colleagues of ours who we respect very much who have a very different opinion um, But our strategy and my firm opinion is that what we are here to do is to provide useful feedback to the design team, to the ownership team, much more quickly, and then allow them to make informed, better decisions. That, that's how I see our role in this puzzle. And so to that end, yes, a huge part of what we do is about synthesizing, organizing, interpreting the results and then feeding those results back to the whoever the decision maker is. If it's the owner, if it's the builder, if it's the designer, if it's some, another engineer, wh whomever it is that is looking for this um, information, you know, our goal is to get useful information into their hands as quickly as possible, as accurately as possible, and in a meaningful and understandable format that works well with their existing tools. So with a lot of our projects, what that means is that, let's take the design phase as a, just an example case. We will never ever give just one result. What we do is we say, okay, here is your building as you've shown it to me. Here's how your building performs at code minimum level performance. Here's how your building performs with slightly improved windows. Here's how your building performs with a better mechanical system. Here's how your building performs at PHI low energy building or FIA certification, core certification, zero certification, whatever the specific goals might be. But we're always showing a range of possibilities. We're showing, oh, these are the different relative results and usually using code minimum as the baseline, but if it's a retrofit, maybe you would use existing conditions as the baseline, but always showing those relative improvements. Yeah. A lot of our clients, you know, they are not professional energy engineers. The units can be intimidating, and you know, if somebody tells you you're at 15 kilowatt hours per square meter, that doesn't mean a lot to most folks. But if you show them that their building started out at 130 kilowatt hours per square meter per year and now you're at 15, well, they understand that that's a big drop and a big improvement. So we work really, really hard on the representation, on the communication side. I would say on average, we say about, if I had to guess, about 50% of our time goes into modeling and 50% of our time goes into communication uh, back, to the, back to the decision makers on the, on the project. Um, and so we use all sorts of different tools for that. We use every type of drawing that you can imagine under the sun, hand drawings, hand sketches, um, you know, detailed 3D models, uh, vignettes, construction vignettes. Um, but nowadays, we have really tried to move a lot of our work into um, uh, project websites. So essentially building, instead of a PDF report with some information, we move all that data into a rich not terribly, but getting better, interactive website for each project so that the owner can go and they can poke around at the data a little bit uh, and, and really dig in to all the various sections. By using a web-based output report, it also allows us to connect all the different recommendations together as well. You know, we might recommend, oh, you should use so-and-so's window product. Well, we can link directly to it that way, and, and it allows us to give a much richer experience 
to the decision makers, again, getting all of the information they need right at their fingertips so that they can make quicker, faster, better decisions with all the data that they that they could want in order to inform those decisions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was lucky l enough to see one of those project uh, websites on a project and uh, yeah, it's amazing work that you've done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I think it's really important to to show the range or the comparisons. I think that's a very, very effective, important um, tool yeah. to, to say, because then it, it puts everything into perspective. Everyone knows code minimum, that's what you have to meet, right? But it doesn't mean that it's great. So once you basically show, okay, this is code minimum, this is where Passive House would need you to be, and this is where you are. Right. So how do you? How far do you want to go? Do you want yes. to go all the way to passive house or not? And I feel like that's that's uh, sometimes, first of all, a very powerful communication tool, and it definitely gets people convinced a little easier to go the full length. I think that's right. I think that's right. I think I've come to believe that um, one of the most important things that we are insofar as we sell things to our clients, one of the main things that we're delivering is trusted advice. And the trust part is very important to me. It's, it's absolutely crucial that our clients trust the advice we're giving them. And part of the way that we establish that trust is by being as transparent as possible. We try and, um, We try and do as much of our work and our thinking in the open as possible. There's a there's in the software world there's a there's a sort of notion of um, uh, coding in public, uh, you know, building a building a software application in public, uh, you know, warts and all, uh, failures and all, issues and all, um, with the understanding that you know everybody recognizes that this is a process we're moving through. And no, by no means am I suggesting that I have some sort of magic answer book. Uh, you know, what we have is tools that help us move through the process. That's what we have. We don't know the answer going in. We don't know the answer until we've moved through the process. And so that's really what we're trying to deliver to the clients in a transparent way is, you know, this is the process. We take in this data. We gain these insights. We give this data back to you, you make some decisions, and then feed new data back to us. And we keep repeating that process over, over and yeah. over again. Yeah. And yeah. so that back and forth is, is, is crucial yeah. um, to this, this whole process. Yeah. So, and since there's so much back and forth and taking um, feedback in, you know, back into your modeling tools, I'm curious if now the website results that you're showing to the clients Are they connected to your modeling? Ah, oh, so that's a good question. <laughs> so that is the front. That's the new frontier. Uh -huh. Well, the, the short answer is no. The short mm -hmm. answer is that the website right now is the web interface that we uh, release to the clients is disconnected from the model. That is primarily, though, due to issues around the intellectual property of Woofy Passive and PHPP. There is no technical reason that we can't. It's simply not something that we are necessarily allowed to do, let's say it that way, um, which is understandable, right? The, you know, that 
the calculators of Wolfie Passive and PHPP do not belong to us. That's somebody else's IP that they worked very hard on. And so we're not necessarily allowed to package that up and deliver that as a website, even though technically we are able to do that. We would like to get to a place where that is allowed, where that is possible, because I think that would be very, very meaningful to the clients if they were allowed to poke around at the model and perhaps try out some things. What would happen if I went to an R70 roof or an R50 roof? Again, technically, we can make that happen, but we're not really allowed to expose that type of interface right now. So conversations we're having with the you know folks at PHI and, and PHI US, um, you know, we're hopeful that someday we'll be able to sort of resolve those those issues. Um, but currently, no, we're not allowed to connect those two things together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some ways, if that eventually in the future was allowed to, if that could happen, it could actually give the clients a lot more. Um, how would you say? Like, you you would still set up the model, yes. right? You would still take on like all the kind of more complicated inputs, but then you have a result, and then the client can actually make some some adjustments and decisions based on you know what they're trying to to achieve. So in a way, it could almost make energy modeling accessible to someone who never learned how to do it. You've put your finger on it. Uh, you, yes, there's. you've described the exact end goal that we would like, that I would like us to get to. It would be a scenario where a client comes to us with the base building and says, this is a building we would like to get certification. An experienced, knowledgeable passive house consultant builds the first generation of the model. Then decides to expose a certain number of interface points to the end user. And the reason that we want to do that is not just for fun, just because it'll be interesting to kind of pull things back and forth. But again, to this point, to my earlier point, our goal here is to get useful feedback directly to the decision makers when they need to make decisions. Our goal is not to make decisions for them. We as outside consultants are not in the appropriate position to make those judgment calls around balancing constructability, cost, logistics, delivery, and all of the other inputs that the architect and builder teams are trying to manage alongside those energy performance goals. Our role should really be to provide useful information to those decision makers who are then in a better position to balance those different, those different elements. And so, yeah, it's about building the tools, building the platforms, building those information and representation, communication pipelines, again, so that you get the information to the decision makers right when they need it. Yeah. And that should, in my opinion, really be the end goal for this. Uh, and that's really where we would like to get to eventually. Yeah. Well, let's keep working on it. <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Of course, thank you for having me. I yeah. uh, love the work you guys do at Passive House Accelerator and the podcast. It's a, a, a real privilege to, uh, to talk with you. Thank you.